Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I'm your host, Rosario Picardo, and I have a special guest with me, uh, my friend, uh, the Reverend Luke Edwards. Luke is uh, working on his Doctor of Ministry degree in our Fresh Expressions cohort, and he is currently the Associate Director of Church Development in the Western North Carolina Conference of the United Methodist Church. Luke, welcome to the Better Together podcast. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, so you're doing um, a lot of great work around something that I feel is um, neglected today, and that is on listening, listening as a church, a community, and uh, being able to really uh, understand the needs of a community. So tell us kind of where this passion developed and unpack it a little for us. Sure. Um been kind of reflecting on where I think it emerged. It, it, it kind of emerged out of my own experience with outreach ministry um, based in the local church. Um, also partly uh, my social work education in college. And uh, yeah, I think a couple of those pieces coming together. So um as a college student uh, at Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina, um, I was taking classes uh, in the social work department. So I was learning about country um, and felt um, a real uh, call and a um, desire to um, address some of these social problems. Um, and uh, took a kind of first stab at it by doing a uh, a needs assessment based at the church where I was working as a worship leader at the time, Boone United Methodist. Um, and out of that needs assessment, we discovered some things that were uh, missing in the community, some gaps in service and whatnot, uh, and began to kind of address those. Uh, so that was that was our kind of my first kind of stab at an organized listening process for a church. Um, and then when I, uh, several years later, um, we, we had started like a firewood ministry, home repair ministry. I was helping with, um, discretionary fund, which like most churches have something similar where, uh, folks come to the church in need of help with a bill or something and you help pay it. Uh, and so I was leading several of these things at the church became the missions director, um, after I graduated and was just starting to get kind of burned out in that, um, wondering if uh, these forms of, of um, service, kind of one-way charity, even though we were trying to make them empowering, um, it just, it fell into this kind of giver-receiver model. And uh, I didn't see it having a lasting impact in the lives of our neighbors. And then I was getting super burned out by it. Um, 
uh, trying to be kind of a, a, a savior of sorts. Um, and it wasn't working out uh, and it was burning me out. And so my senior pastor asked if I would be interested in starting a new campus of uh, Boone UMC. Um, and I just, I wondered like, would forming a uh, spiritual community, a, a, a home for people, uh, particularly those who've been um, excluded, uh, be another way to to do this, another way to kind of um, seek li the liberation of my neighbors uh, in a more holistic way. And so when he asked me to do that, I started another listening process. And this one was very different because uh, it was about um, what are the uh, spiritual longings of our community? What are the ways that uh, people in our community that are spiritual but not religious would gather in a community? Um, and so I asked different questions and I got different answers. Um, and it led to this really cool community called King Street Church, which is a network of fresh expressions. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that listening process was very different. And it just, it got me thinking that uh, it's important, the type of questions that we ask of our community. Um, it's Im important, uh, the process of listening to our community. Um, because if we just go straight to a needs assessment, that's all we're going to find is needs. Uh, but if we ask different types of questions, we'll get different types of answers. So um, that got me thinking about um, the listening process uh, for churches. We, I, I started uh, getting connected with Fresh Expressions uh, and then their process of, of starting new faith communities. Their first stage is listening. It's this huge emphasis on um, really trying to discern what your community is looking for uh, in a spiritual community. Uh, before you go out and start it, uh, which shouldn't be antithetical to ministry, but in the U.S. seems to be. Um, and so, yeah, those those couple things came together. And then I mentioned my social work education, uh, just a huge emphasis on uh, listening to the client, uh, allowing the client to have self-determination. I just remember uh, crystal clear this class uh where social work was starting to get more practical. And our professor was a, a seasoned social worker. And she interviewed one of our um, one of my classmates, just as an example. Um, and so she asked really good questions. She listened really well. She responded compassionately to what the classmate said. And I was I was just like kind of jaw uh drop moment for me of like, wow, like I want to be able uh, to listen like that, I want to uh, be able to to um, to be able to do that. So, a couple of origin stories, I guess, of of where I got uh, how I got here. Well, I, I think that's incredible, and we as human beings naturally do not like to listen. We're always quick to respond. We're not processing what another person is saying. Uh, we're always formulating our own, you know, responses to to someone else. Uh, what what are you um, teaching folks as they're engaging in this process? So it's not just yes, we're going to go, we're going to gather information, we're going to do a needs assessment. But what what do you want people to learn in how to listen? Yeah. 
So I think one of the missing pieces um, in a lot of places in ministry, but uh, in our community assessment processes as well, is um, being based, basing it in the Holy Spirit. Um, so really making it a more spiritual practice um, as opposed to a practical kind of um, gathering information to create the right product kind of thing. Uh, but instead of making a spiritual discernment. So inviting the Holy Spirit to be a part of it from the very beginning, rooting it in prayer. Um, and then I, I've started to combine some contemplative practices uh, into this the, the overall kind of listening process for a church to go through. So uh, I call it the spiritual listening plan, but it's, it's a kind of three um, categories of activities that a church can do. Um, uh, so far when I've done it, I've uh, had a church form a listening team. Um, and, and so there's some, uh, there's three categories is listening to God, uh, listening to the congregation itself, and then listening to our neighbors. Um, and so within that are some uh, various practices. So you'll like one of them, uh, a um, an intentional prayer initiative. Um, which uh, you know a thing or two about. You might have written a book about it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, a, a breakthrough prayer initiative that really invites uh, the, the congregation to open its ears to God, to itself, to its neighbors. Um, and then uh, also I've incorporated centering prayer into listening. So centering prayers, like having a a word or a phrase that draws you back into God's presence. And um, I've uh, started saying uh, or suggesting centered listening. So using a phrase um, could be uh, speak, Lord, your servants listening, or it could be um, um, uh, open up your ears or uh, be open, which is one of my favorite uh, verses for this topic. Um, but just a phrase that kind of, perks you up to to listen uh that kind of invites the spirit to to awaken your senses um so that's one idea is centered listening and then another one is uh created something called lectio vicinitas which is a uh kind of play on lectio divina but um reading your neighborhood instead of uh reading scripture so it's that um kind of four-part uh process of um of lectio divina but in the neighborhood that's awesome. Those are great handholds and practices. What what do you think um at its best when it's implemented? What what have you seen created? I know that you've done the work yourself hands-on, but what are some examples of how it's worked well and maybe uh what not to do when you're starting a new initiative or ministry idea? Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll start with the what not to do first. So um, a couple of the issues I've seen. So one, uh, I mentioned a little earlier, just not listening at all. So we just kind of throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks, um, start a new ministry, see if people show up or not. Um, and it's just not a good use of resources. Um, it's not uh, a, a good use of our time and energy, our money. And then it's 
it doesn't invite our community to speak into the new idea. Uh, so sometimes it works, but a lot of times it's, it doesn't. And we we just don't have time, money, resources to waste anymore, um, especially after the pandemic. So that that's one thing I've seen. Another thing I've seen is, uh, you know, the needs assessment. Um, that's, that's what I did the first time. That's what so many churches, when they want to get reengaged with their community, they say, well, what's a need we can meet? And I just think it's very... Uh, one-dimensional, it's uh, one-directional. Uh, typically, it, it creates a kind of uh, giver-receiver model that's really hard to break. Um, so I, I don't want to speak against serving our community. I think we need to do that, but it can't just be our only way of, of reaching out. Then the last one, I think, is uh, an overuse of uh, consumer reporting tools. So there's several of these that uh, are bouncing around. Um, and they're really helpful, you know, run a demographic report on your two mile radius of your church or whatever. Um, but they can't be the only thing we do. Um, so a lot of times, you know, I've seen this in, in our church development office, we slide a, a demographic report across the desk to the person that wants to start a ministry and say, read this. All right, cool. Now, you know, your community. And it's just, it, it's, the, it's just the beginning. It can't be the, the end. Um, so those are three kind of wrong ways to do it. Um, and then uh, as far as where I've seen it work, um, I, I mentioned it, I mentioned our story at King Street Church, I think kind of rooting it in a, uh, a posture of listening to the community of kind of openness really took us in a different direction. It, it let uh, folks coming into our faith community be in the driver's seat um, it was just a totally different experience than when I started our outreach um, uh, when I was in college, where I came up with the ideas, or I, I did a listening process with a couple of people. We came up with the ideas, and then community members came in as receivers of those ideas. Uh, where King Street Church said, uh, we started asking our neighbors, "Hey, what would be a faith community you want to be a part of?" And they shared that those ideas. And we said, okay, well, you want to start it with us? And they said, yeah. And then as we went, we just continued to listen. Um, and I tell more about that in my uh, uh, book. Um, but uh, another example, um, we had a, a dinner church in our conference um, who started in the evenings and weren't having a lot of people show up. Um, and they did a, a kind of reflective prayer walk listening practice where they walked uh, the community. And one of the things that really stuck out to them, something that I think the spirit kind of shoved in their face was there's a lot of businesses around the church and not a lot of houses. Um, and all the businesses closed at five um, and the workers went home. Uh, what if we had our dinner church became a lunch uh, church? And they did that and it immediately saw a difference in the people that came, uh, the percentage of people that were not already a part of the church. Uh, just that simple uh, tweak made a, a huge difference. Um, and then I, I've, I've walked to church through the whole kind of process of, um, of the list, spiritual listening plan. Um, and that's been, uh, that was really cool too. So that uh, something that really stuck out to me about that um was giving the congregation kind of a voice for uh, what they're valued most. Uh, that was really interesting information. Uh, and then uh, the the listening team did community leader interviews, and the stuff they found out was just really incredible. Um, they discovered there was 
um, a historically black uh, uh, college in their community that really wanted connections with local churches um, and uh, were, were, were wanting to be uh, reached out to. Um, they found um, that there was uh, just some uh, a commonality in a need for uh, resources for at-risk youth. Um, the at-risk youth were going down um, some wrong paths, and uh, multiple people in the community longed uh, for um, some opportunities for those youth. And that was something that really matched with the church's desire to be active with uh, youth and young adults. So cool stuff. Once you start asking the community what they're looking for and longing for, um, to see that cross with what your congregation feels called to to do and to be uh, is, is pretty, pretty special. That's awesome. How do we learn more about your work and all that you're doing? Yeah, so I've, I've been kind of compiling it all on uh, the listeningchurch.com and then my Substack, which you can find a link for at my website. Um, so Substack's just a, a, a electronic newsletter. Um, and yeah, I've been, uh, you know, well, I'm uh, working on my doctorate of ministry um, and this is going to be my dissertation. So I, I figured it might be fun to just kind of uh, write little short snippets of stuff I'm discovering as I do my research and my writing on the bigger uh, dissertation and um, keep keep people in the loop about it. And then, uh, yeah, developing this, this spiritual listening plan, which I, I offer free. Just uh, if you subscribe to my Substack, you get an email with a link to the PDF. It's almost finished. Uh, I'm still uh, working on filling out some of the PDF guides within there. Um, but yeah, I would, would love for anyone to, to reach out. Uh, let me know if you have any questions or if I can be uh, uh, helpful in um, starting a listening plan at your church. I think it's uh, it has the potential to really help churches to, uh, that are in need of uh, either a pivot or in need of a, a kind of a recharge, a, a reconnection to their immediate neighbors. Um, uh, I think it's uh, going to be a helpful tool for them. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And we appreciate it. Uh, so friends, if you want to have a listening plan, maybe at your church or organization, or even individually, this is something to follow up on. Share this podcast with your friends, family members, coworkers. And remember, until next time, we are better together. God bless. Mm-hmm.